Well, hello everyone, and welcome to the Art Money Success Podcast. I am your host, Maria Brophy, and today's topic is how to create financial freedom. And I brought my expert holistic financial coach and friend back with us today. I'm going to bring her on in just a second. Her name is Beth Dana. She is a holistic financial coach and author of Make Money Your Partner series of books, which I bought about two years ago. I bought one of her books because uh, we became friends. And you know, when you have a friend that has a book out, you just buy your friend's book and get into their head. And I was like, wow, this stuff is really good. And back then, I thought to myself, gosh, one day I really want to bring Beth to my audience, to my artist, and uh, finally we're doing it. So I'm going to bring Beth on. She's joining us from Costa Rica. Hello, Beth. How are you today? I'm so good. How are you? I'm awesome. Good. So this topic of how to create financial freedom is kind of... To me, it's kind of a big thing because when I think of financial freedom, I think of having the time and the money to do anything I want to do. And um, gosh, it just, you know, seems like uh, seems like maybe that might be for special people. I don't know. <laughs> You know, but that is my paradigm rolling around in the back of my head. So tell me and tell my audience what you mean by financial freedom and why it is possible for us to create that for that for ourselves. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, uh, remember, hi, Lisa. So glad you're Lisa. here. So, you know, remember, we're talking about external work and internal work because it's it's about creating an alignment within ourselves so that our exterior world can, you know, begin to reflect our internal world. Right. And so uh, the the more practical external things are, of course, you know, financial uh, creating a financial plan. What does that look like for ourselves? And how much will I need come the time where I'm deciding not to work anymore and the time I die? Like, how much am I going to be needing? Like, and really know, knowing what these numbers are and working towards goals to creating that. And so um, there's that. And then there's the internal financial freedom. Like, what does that feel for you? What does that feel like? And stepping into that feeling now that then it can it can match you for where for where you want to be so it 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 really it's it's in stages right like because my financial freedom has been in different forms at different times in my life in different stages like when i was going through my divorce i wanted financial freedom i recognized that i did not set myself up in such a way in an empowering way that i felt freedom to leave my marriage when I wanted to. So that's one financial freedom. So really looking at where are you even now in your life and what does financial freedom look for you right here, right now? And then also the, the future. Um, so looking at the different stages, um, I'm just going to reflect on my notes here. That's why I'm looking down because I want to make sure I stay on track. Um, and then 
you know, watching the, again, the external stuff is, you know, watching your money grow and, and, and being in that feeling of, of the, the financial, uh, reward and goal that you're, you're going towards. So again, it's an external and internal job. So I hope that answered some of the yeah. questions. <laughs> no, that's, that's great. And, um, so I want to talk, I'm going to go a little deeper into the external work and the internal work. And you have this great quote on your website by Marianne Williamson. And I want yes. to uh, read that quote because um, it just speaks to me so much. So I'm actually going to your website right now because I don't have it memorized. Okay, here it is. I'm on BethLDana.com, which is your website. Mm -hmm. And on your homepage, it says, uh, it has a quote from Marianne Williamson, uh, an author who I've read so many of her books. She's quoted as saying, financial health is restored in two ways. First, by doing the inner work of changing how you think and feel about money. And then by doing the outer work of practical money management. So this is, um, this is awesome because uh, I've been doing both. And I, and I want to say, you know, there have been times in my life where I actually have <laughs> most of my life where I did not feel financially free. As a matter of fact, I felt financially confined, imprisoned, um, bad. Yeah. And when I reflect back on those different times in my life, some of them were real, you know, as a child, it's real when you don't have money for food or clothes, right? That is, that's a real problem. But I carried that feeling of lack into my adult years when I was making money, when I did have enough food, I had enough, I had shelter, I had everything I needed and extra, you know, even, you know, I got to a point where I could afford vacations and, and buy cute clothes and nice shoes, but I was still not financially free because I was imprisoned in my mind. I still felt that I didn't have enough, that the other shoe was going to drop any minute. Something was going to go wrong. I remember being obsessed with not now, now this is good to not want to go into debt, right? But I was obsessed with swirling everything away because I knew that that poverty was just around the corner again. And that's a prison, that's a mental prison. So if you don't feel financially free, no matter how much money you have or how much abundance you have, you're never going to enjoy it. Because your reality is that of lack. Yeah, yeah, I I get that. You know, I when I was married, we had houses and cars, and you know, keeping up with the Joneses saying, right? And and uh, I in, in a big part of stage in my life, I like to collect a lot of stuff. I just liked to buy things. Yet I found that having more stuff meant less freedom for me. And so I ended up feeling, even though I had a lot of things that cost money and, and 
but I, I, I didn't feel the sense of freedom because I then started acquiring all these things. So the, the next stage for me was paring down and releasing things and the freedom in that, because now when money comes, I have, you know, designed my, my life in such a beautiful way where it's the minimalism is there's such beauty in this because now when money comes, it's going to things that are bringing me value that are working for me that I can invest in. And, and I've, I've really healed to where I'm not having to buy all these consumer things to fill a certain thing that was, you know, once needing to be healed. Right? Yeah. So that's another sense of freedom um, that somebody may be experiencing. Well, and you know, when I, when I think about the word freedom, I think about the freedom to do whatever you feel like doing right within reason, obviously. Um, but I, I do feel as though I've lined my life up to where I have freedom to just kind of take off whenever I want. Yeah. And that feels really good. Right. And part of that was slaying that dragon of always feeling like there's never enough. I do uh, believe that I have gotten rid of that 90% there's there's still a little bit that remains you know we're still always working on ourselves and that's that's what I love about this make money your partner workshop that you and I uh, are teaching which by the way any of you listening you can click the link in the description and it will take you to our landing page of this workshop which is designed to guide you through the external work and the internal work. So let's talk about the external work for just a moment. Um, so you mentioned a financial plan and you mentioned also having clarity on how much money you would need when you retire. Now, I am going to say that um, most people that I know I shouldn't say most, at least half of the people I know never even thought of looking at how much money they might need when they retire. Yeah. And some of them even say, oh gosh, I'll never be able to retire. And they've just made that decision in their head mm -hmm. that they'll never be able to retire rather than saying, well, gosh, what would it take for me to retire? What year would I like to retire? And then what would I need to do between now and then to make that happen? Yeah. And I think it's because we're not taught these things unless we're born in wealthy families or, or, or born in families that are healthy, have a healthy money consciousness. We're not taught these things. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to someone that, um, let's say they are in a creative business and they haven't never even thought about retirement where, what would be a good thing to start with just one little like exercise they could do to start thinking about it. Just to, to start laying out the foundation. So that laying out the foundation is, you know, how much money do you need to set up in your safety fund? your emergency fund, should anything happen that you cannot work, that this money will sustain you for a short amount of time. Then I'll be, and then also looking at your insurable need, especially as artists and um, creatives and entrepreneurs in general, you know, 
if, if, if the business isn't working, if you're not working, if you're not healthy, what will happen? You could lose everything. So the importance of, you know, setting ourselves up even um, in our, in our shareable need. And this is something that is very well in a conversation in the wealthy is life insurance. It's not generally spoken about in, in most median household hold income families and um, in the importance, right? It's interesting how we quickly insure our laptops and our cell phones and our cars, but we won't insure ourselves. And so thinking about how the importance of our of ourselves are, right? Yeah. And so this is beginning to, to lay the, found, the, the financial um, uh, freedom foundation because when we set these things in place, we feel like the sense of peace, right? The knowing that these things are taken care of and they're not hindering in the back of our mind. Uh, and then also calculating what that, uh, what the number is that you need to come, you know, those, those times of retirement between retirement and death. Uh, and there's an easy calculation and we go through all of this in the workshop, by the way. Um, yes. and, and we go through the actual, um, it's just basic, costs. It's just basic math that we'll go through. You know, of course, if you're wanting more in depth then go see a financial professional, but this is something that can actually get you numbers to know exactly where you're want to go. And so once, once you found out what that number is that you actually need, then we'll look at ways that you can start saving and investing. And, and the, the, you know, there's so many vehicles out there that are, have tax advantages that have good interest rates. You know, if you if you don't really necessarily want to be um, in a in a in a risky type of uh, investment. So, depending on what you're, if you're conservative or a risk taker, then where do you place your money? These sorts of things. So, for somebody just to get started, again, it's looking at your uh, emergency fund, your safety fund, your insurable need. How much do you need for life insurance? And then also start really looking at how much are you going to need come uh, your your retirement years you know we we think that it's never going to come but it will and we're going to most likely you know need to take care of our medical and and things like this right and so yeah yeah these are just reality points um yeah i never had an emergency fund until a couple years ago i also didn't Oh my gosh, we, <laughs> there are so many things that were like, I knew I should do and I didn't do. Mm -hmm. um, and I've been getting better and better. I think that, you know, for somebody who's just starting with savings and emergency fund, thinking about retirement, even if you're only 30 years old or 25 years old, mm -hmm. it's really important to just at least think about it start setting yourself up, even if it's in a tiny, tiny way, um, the habits that you have with money, the habit that you develop is going to serve you long-term. So you know how they, the, the saying, do you know that almost all lottery winners that win millions of dollars, mm -hmm. In just like two years, they go back to being poor again. Right. Why is that? It's because their habits with money. So 
you know, some people say you should put 10% away in an emergency fund every month and 10% in your savings account. You know, there's all these percentages, right? But if you aren't making enough money to do that, even if all you put away in an emergency fund was 1%, it's the habit. And then as your income increases, you can increase that to 2% and then 3% and so forth. It's getting in the habit and honoring money in a way that transforms the way you feel about it, the way you trust yourself. You know, my mother always had, had such a poor money mindset. And when, um, you know, I grew up and uh, my mother ended up nearly homeless, starving. I lived 3,000 miles away. So I was sending her money and the neighbors were bringing her groceries and my sister paid off her car. Like we were all pulling together, right? What we figured out was no matter how much money we gave our mother, she was always right back in the same place the next month. Why is that? Because she had really bad habits. And so I got to the point where I said, you know what? I, I'm not giving you any more money. Um, I'll, you know, like I paid off her house for it was getting repoed and all she owed was $1,200 on her entire house and the bank was going to take it away. I paid it. But but my point is, is that, you know, developing the money, the habit is part of moving towards that freedom. Yeah. And Beth, do you have so you've worked with a lot of people and um, I, I want to get an example from you of someone that you helped. I got an email this morning from one of my uh, listeners and he said, hey, you know, I love what you and Beth have been talking about all week. I have experienced a lot of trauma with money and I've done some work, but I'm just so stuck. Will your workshop help me get unstuck? So I was wondering if maybe you could give an example of somebody that you helped with this work and um, maybe that would be an answer to him. Hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's an internal, again, an internal deep seated rooted conversation and, and healing work. And so uh, in the work that I've done with clients, we, we get to that, we get to the, the, the root, um, because it, yes, it's important to create these new level levels of habits, but in those new level levels of habits, there gets to be consistency and life transformational, like ingrained, uh, new being being formed. Right. And so I'll give you an example of uh, a more recent client. Um, she was having, she actually came to me because she wanted to be, you know, going, going past, she had some, she had some uh, issues around some past uh, abuse in relationships. So it was really a, an opportunity for her to, to step into empowerment in her relationship with money and what that looked like. And we were able to go really deep into how, and you know, this might sound a little woo woo wee for some people, but we were able to really look at 
It's not. Okay, good. Bring it on. Bring it on, girl. Bring it on. Like I'll just tell you, I'll just tell you when I was with her, I immediately felt her throat chakra. Like I really felt like it was somebody was holding on to her throat. And so we really did some work on her throat chakra using her voice, communicating, stepping into her power and being empowered. And so when she got to, when we started doing the work around that area and those beliefs, because it really then stemmed down to some childhood beliefs and behaviors, we were really able to, to go to that story and that history and uncover some stuff. And so now she's got this new way of operating in in her life she started decluttering her home and getting rid of things that that just took up space that that just you know clogged up a lot of the the things in her life so yeah we talk about money but it goes so much further than this like this conversation is so like non-linear so when we go into this work of our relationship with money it's so much deeper you know we're really looking at how are our behaviors not only in money, but how are our behaviors are showing up in our morning routines, how we are, um, our evening routines, our behaviors on even our health and our well-being and how are we taking care of ourselves and, and our home and our environments and things like this are all a beautiful reflection to our relationship with money. So, okay, so if now... If someone listening says, okay, I want to take one little tiny step towards the internal work and one tiny step towards the external work, and then I'm going to take your workshop for the big transformation. Um, what would you say to my listeners right now? What's one little internal thing they can do and one little external thing they can do? Okay. So the first thing that's coming to me is journaling. Love it. Journal, journaling and journaling about anything. Just let it be a, a dump, a emotional dump, everything. Just first, I think it's important. I always share this in the journaling is forgive yourself because the most important thing is that we can get forgive ourselves for any past mistakes or wrongdoings. We only know, know what we're doing in that time with what we know. Right. And so journaling, forgive yourself for any, um, anything that. I comes up for, for you. Okay, but, the, the, okay, Costa, the Costa Rica Wi-Fi finally got us. We've been doing great 22 minutes and it, <laughs> without it. Um, okay. okay so, so, journaling. so journaling and hold on before we get to the external, I just want to say um, thank you to all the people who are on here live. You all are leaving so many great comments and I'm going to go through some of them in a couple minutes. Um, and I also want to say that I am giving another one of Beth's books away to one of you listeners today. And all you have to do is leave a comment, leave, leave a question, a comment, or a compliment for my lovely guest, Beth. Um, would love to know what you're getting out of this, if anything, any any uh, any bombs going off in your head, like, oh, I never thought of that. So, um, but I, I yesterday's winner was was um, Johnny Spa twenty seven. 
and his real name's Alex. It always throws me <laughs> off. I've known him for years. Real name's Alex, but he goes by Johnny Spa mm. 27. Anyway, um, okay, so journaling. One more thing on the journaling before we go to the next thing. I find that for somebody who's never journaled before, it's as simple as getting a little notebook and a pen in your hand, don't do it on an electronic device, and ask yourself this question, write this question down. Is money my partner or is money my foe? And see what comes from that. Just write answers, just let it flow to get some insight into what's really going on in your subconscious. Because our subconscious, hides the truth from us mm -hmm. and this little writing exercise really brings it to the surface so um that's my recommendation and maybe come up with other questions like uh another question you could ask yourself is where did i learn about money who did i learn my bad money habits from not that we're looking for you know somebody to blame but it really helps to understand where it came from and most likely it was somebody in your childhood or or maybe a bad relationship. Mm -hmm. Usually it's childhood though, unfortunately. And um, I would also recommend Maria is asking like, asking ourselves open-ended questions. So, okay. you know, this could be something like, you know, what is currently working in my relationship with money? Yes. What is, what's currently not working? And then what are some ways that I can improve my relationship with money? And, um, you know, then go from there. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Um, all right. So then your suggestion for one tiny step towards the external work. Oh, the external work. You know what? The first thing that's coming to me is a budget because interestingly enough, most people don't have a monthly budget. They're just spending their money and not Guilty. knowing. Yeah. Right. Like, when I started looking, really looking at my money, I was like, and this happens with like a lot of the clients I've sat with, you know, where most of the money is going towards food, eating mm. out mostly. Oh, it's not necessarily so grocery. Healthy. It's not necessarily like I'm going home and I'm eating healthy, organic food. It's like yeah. I'm going out and, you know, or so really putting together a budget, putting down like, okay, this is what I'm going to ask you to do. Yeah. Log into your bank, log into your bank. Okay. Well, you know, you know, download your latest PDF bank statement. And I want you to go through line by line and start looking at some of your habits in that oh. bank statement. You know, are you going to the ATM a lot? What are, where's the money going? Yeah. You're seeing yep. it coming in and then where is it going and get connected with it. And that's what I would say. And then, you know, start putting together some, uh, you know, a, a budget for yourself. So you know where your money's going. Money wants a job. Money wants to know. Money wants a job. Another great quote I heard about money was, um, let's say, it was by Bob Proctor. And he said that um, we, let's see, oh, I'm blowing it. I can't remember now. I had it and I lost it. All right, I'll come back to that later. Um, all right. So 
moving on. Senior moment. I'm not even a senior yet. I don't know where that came from. All right. I'm going to uh, encourage people. So step three would be to check out our workshop. And I'm really excited about the workshop. Beth is teaching it. I'm facilitating it. But I am also going to be a recipient because I am so excited to get clear on my money goals, be guided to a proper budget and to answer all my, <laughs> all my, what do I do with my money? What do I not do with my money questions? Um, there is a link to the make money, your partner workshop in the description, click that link, check it out, sign up. And just so you all know, those who are listening live right now, the class, the initial rollout of the workshop, I'm only charging one fourth of the actual price until the end of this month. And then the price goes up. So take advantage of that. You are the, uh, our beta testers, not really cause it's the real class, but, um, I like to offer that to my listeners before I go out and advertise to everybody else. All right. I'm going to, can I, yeah. can I ask something like, yeah, like, this might be like a, re a request if you're okay with it. Sure. Uh, for those who are interested in the workshop, because I know there are a lot of you who are interested, but you're kind of on the fence, you want to toe touch, like it happens, right? I would invite you to email Maria, like say, hey, hey, I'm interested and share with her and share with us what is the value that you would like to receive by participating in the workshop? Because oh, we want to make we want to make sure that it's going to best serve you. For sure. And I, I guarantee it will. But we want to be able to address like your specific need and what you're wanting. And so if you could email her and share that with us, that would be great. OK, yeah. And my email is consulting at Maria dot com. And any of you listening live, you can go ahead and just put that in a comment right now. Like what what is it that you would love to get out of a. Uh, make money your partner workshop. Okay, I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna hit up a, just a few comments here. There's a lot, um, so let's see. I want to shout out to everybody who's on here live with us. Edie Sedgwick, hello. Um, and I love how I love how a lot of the people in the comments are like talking, saying hello to each other, and um, I think I that's really it. sweet. So. Let's see. Johnny Spa said one mantra I've heard from Activation Vibration channel is every dollar I spend, I gain three times back. Ah, there that. you go. And you could also say um, every dollar I tithe, I gain yeah. three times back. That's another one. And let's see. Christine O'Donnell, my good friend and my gallery director, she wrote, my new mantra lately is, I can do less, have fun, relax more and receive more. Oh, that's Love so that. great, Christina. That was like a post that I put today and uh, my Instagram was, you know what, we can do less and attract more. Yeah, we've been programmed otherwise, unfortunately. I know. <laughs> and I'm, I'm reprogramming my mind, reprogramming, reprogramming. Nash Cox said, if I'm lucky, I will never have to retire. I love that because you know what? I know I will never retire because I love what I do so much. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people don't share that sentiment. 
<laughs> so it, it's nice to be able to retire even if you choose not to. Well, and that's why I put like air quotes on retirement because what is retirement to to you is different for somebody else, right? Yeah. 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 Love it, Nash. Um, <laughs> okay, so Edie said, if you produce and sell more than you consume in expenses, inflation and taxation, won't you have financial freedom? Mm. What's, what's your answer to that? Yeah, so if you're producing more income, right, uh, than you are spending, uh, yeah, that's good. But then where is your money going? So that's what we want to look at. So yes, there is inflation, there is taxation. So that's why it's important to then put your, your money where it can be best working for you because the um, rule of 72, it's the uh, eighth wonder rule of the 72. world. Rule of 72. What's that? Uh, Never heard of that. that. So rule of 72 is, uh, you know, Albert Einstein coined it the eighth wonder of the world. And it's where you're taking 72 and dividing it by the rate of return. That's how many years it's going to take your money to double. So the earlier we start investing in something that has a higher rate of return, our money is doubling that much quicker, right? I wish I would have learned that in school. I wish I would have learned that <sighs> Me too. very long ago. Right? Me too. When I think of all the money I blew on Boone's Farm wine when I was younger, <laughs> I I could be yeah. retired right now if I wanted. Yeah. If only yeah. I had known that back then. So all you young guns listening, all you young people 30 and under, which are like kids to me now, uh, yeah. <laughs> take note of this. Yeah, okay, and if you are older than 30, still do it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But the power of time is beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Lorelai Land wrote, I really love you and the guests you have on. I will re-listen and get every nugget of wisdom from the talk with Beth. Thank you, Lorelai. I appreciate yeah. that. That makes me feel good. I love that kind of feedback because, um, you know, I know I, I have great guests and I only have guests on that I personally know and that I know is awesome. That's my a role. Reflection you of you, awesome. my dear. <laughs> you have to be awesome. You have to be cool. You have to be real. You have to care about people yeah. to be on my podcast. And Lisa Perfetti said, I love Beth's advice to ask, where does money work for me and where is it not working? And that is good advice for journaling. All right, let's see. Any more comments? Okay, here's one question, and then we'll call it a day because I know we're on here way longer than we planned. Lorelai asked, is there an accelerated way to save for retirement while making art without driving yourself crazy and exhausted? Now, if this too big of a question, Beth, hmm. just give a one sentence answer and then we'll answer the, we'll give the big answer in our workshop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes. There is an accelerated way to stay safe for retirement and and while making art. And so I think this just comes down to an individual approach and an individual conversation on where you're at and what that person's willing to commit to and their risk level. And there's a lot of things. So, but yes. And you have you have to sit down and do the numbers. So our workshop, Make Money Your Partner Workshop, you are doing the work during the workshop. You are answering questions. You're digging deep into your subconscious, into your mm -hmm. money relationship. 
and you're also looking at the numbers and you're going to be guided guided to um, assess where you are and what it's going to take to get to be where you want to be. Anything else you want to add to that, Beth? Or did I pretty much cover it? I, I think that's good. Yeah, because it, it comes down to an individual conversation. And of course, we'll address a lot of that in the workshop um, okay. as they're moving through the work. Yeah. Okay. So if you're curious about the workshop, click the link in the description and check it out. Check it out. And we are going to do this live again tomorrow. And tomorrow's topic is going to be how to handle your money. That's an open, wide open topic. It's going to be interesting to see where we go with that. Um, but I need that. I need that. So, of course, this is all about what I need. <laughs> But if I need it, that means at least half the people out there need it too. Yeah. Right. So um, anyway. All right. Well, thank you, Beth, for being on here with us. And we are going to choose a winner to all you live listeners. We're going to choose one of you who left a comment in the comment section. And one of you will be sent Beth's journal, Make Money Your Partner. Journal. Quarterly Financial Gold Tracker Planner Journal. Thank you. I couldn't remember the name of it. I knew what it was. It's my yeah. gift to my listener. Oh, um, and I also ordered one for myself. So one of you lucky people will win one today. And I will name the winner in my newsletter tomorrow morning and also in the comments. All right. Thank you, Beth. Thank you Thank so you. much. And um We'll see you all tomorrow. Ciao. Bye.